Just rolling right along here. Practice nine. We'll have another one tomorrow. And then we'll have our mini camps next week and roll into the summer break and getting ready for training camp here in terms of logistics and, and all those things. So there's been a lot of meetings. Relative to that, we'll have more and, and try to be set here uh, once the next week hits. So go out there and try to have another good practice today. Can you do anything different with the mini camp than you do with the OTAs? It'll just it'll be a little bit longer. Um, we'll do an extra walkthrough with the practice, but it's not going to be over the top. Um, again, no pads on. Player safety is important to us. Uh, it'll be a little bit longer meetings, but not too much. It'll be fairly similar. Coach, what have you seen so far from Austin Allen? Uh, he's got a lot to learn. You know, big body guy. Uh, fit right in with the rest of the guys, but long way to go. With, uh, balancing teaching versus evaluating? Yeah, really, we, we, this is a teaching camp uh, because, again, it's important. People are learning the, our, our language, our playbooks, how we want to do things here in terms of the building. Um, so there's been a lot of teaching going on, which it needs to be. The evaluation process is really more can they take the stuff from the classroom to the field? Um, other than that, you know, without any pads on and stuff like that, I, that'll be more in, in training camp. With uh, Kadarius and Kenny limited, uh, what kind of opportunity is this for some of these other receivers? And has anybody like a Richie James or Robert Foster flashed to you so far? No, they've all they've all done a good job. Coach Grow's done a good job working with those guys. Um, you know, and Kenny and, and KT are involved in the meetings and picking up the things, but they're just not out here in certain periods doing the things, but, but all those young guys and, and really some of the older guys, Slade has done a good job for us. Um, all those guys are picking it up and, and doing what they can. So how bad you guys have been for a guy like Juan to be able to get all the reps you've been getting with Daniel in particular with, with those guys not liking the team drills and stuff? Yeah, yeah the, the more you can do, you know, the better off it is because you're out there actually doing it. Um, Again, it's one thing looking at it on a book, but even the walkthroughs are helpful for those guys. But Wandell is a, obviously a rookie. Um, got a long way to go, but uh, Smart has picked up stuff fairly well and, and really done a nice job out here for us. Do you sense you're building a pretty good camaraderie, and how important is that? Yeah, I think it's really important because you're going to have to weather the storms. Um, and that's what you could try to do right now this time of year. I think the guys, really it's the guys, it's their football team, the players. Um, you try to do the best job you can to lead in and, you know, putting a good culture together, bringing in the right kind of people, um, and then let those guys take it over. Brian, just to get, get back to Wondell a little bit, he's a guy that can do a lot of different things. How, how do you balance not throwing too much at him right now and letting him kind of settle in? And, and we don't throw, throw a lot at him. Yeah, and he can handle it. He's smart. You know, we it was part of the evaluation process in terms of getting ready for the draft, you know, with the position coaches and, and the coordinators of, you know, really trying to teach these guys as much as we can in that process to see what they can grasp and, and how smart they are, um, along with all the other evaluation tools you use, going to the school, talking to people. And uh, we place a high premium on intelligent players, and, and he's certainly one of them. Brian, um, obviously, Shane Lemieux basically didn't play at all last year. Yeah. So when you guys evaluated him from 2020, yeah. um, what did you see? I mean, the previous coaching staff liked his toughness in the run game. Yeah. And what did you see as a pass blocker, which he's not great at as well? Yeah, we, we, we liked him uh, where I came from, too, coming out of the draft. Um, 
you know, had good conversations with Mario, and he's a tough, smart, dependable guy. Uh, plays with a nasty edge, which you need up front. Um, did a really good job in the meetings that we had with him leading up to the draft um, when I was in Buffalo, and he's done he's done a really nice job here. He's He's smart. He's what, he's what I thought he was when we, we evaluated him. Now when the pads get on, he'll have an opportunity to show that. He seemed to like those interior guys to maybe not be the flashy guys, not be high draft picks, to be you know tough, smart, nasty, as you said. Is that basically a true statement? Yeah, I, I really want him to protect the interior part of the pocket and get movement in the running game more than anything. Um, but I think you have to have an edge when you play. Uh, but more importantly, you have to be able to execute the techniques, understand the assignments, play with the guys next to you, and, and do your job the best you can, which is for us protecting the interior depth of the pocket so the quarterback has room to step up and get movement in the running game. Brian, well, you, you called him Mario. You, Brian, you called him Mario, but Bobby called him Frenchie. To, to no, shake. no, Cristobal. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah. When you guys obviously have done it ton of evaluation on all the guys that you have here so you go in with okay where this guy can fit down the line even going back to Wandell is this the time though where you also want to put guys in positions that maybe you're not sure if they can play and you know yeah. get them out there and see what what they look like yeah position flexibility we've talked about this is important and uh, we expect our guys to to know a lot and learn a lot and put them in different spots and see where some of their strengths are and maybe some of their weaknesses are and, and you know maybe somebody's better at a spot that you didn't think he was uh, particularly this time of year when you're not getting ready to play games or anything like that you're just you're going out there teaching your system and letting these guys go out there and, and execute it how did you handle the fight at practice until we were here last week? there really wasn't much just move on to the next play yeah. Brian, Brian what was it like last night again at the garden to be received the way you were, yeah. do you feel like you're part of the fabric of New York sports now and you're just beginning? Well, I'm just, uh, like I said before, this team's a fun team to watch. Um, it's an unbelievable atmosphere, great people. Uh, I mean, Eastern Conference Finals doesn't get better than this. They start out quick, you know, great pass by Zabanajad. Kreider knocks it home and it's been a fun team to watch. You know, and follow. This the great, great thing about sports is they just keep coming back. So, kind of get attached to them. You like how Joe hit the invite there? Joe's been they, there they too. Put his, they yeah. put his name up there. Joe, Joe, know? Joe's been Joe's been there too. Joe actually, he, you know, gives Joe a lot of credit. With, though, you know that your name is up there. Yeah. Head coach like Brian Dillon, guy, GM, like Joe ball guys. No, but Joe, Joe's been there uh, for a bunch of games as well. Um, and the fact we've brought some some of the coaches and. You know, all, all coaches want to go too, and we have a, you know, we go there each game the ones we can. And a few weeks ago, we went to one of the games, and I said, "Who wants to go to the game with the coaches?" And most all of them raised their hands. So, we, you know, you do the third grade thing: you put your name on a piece of paper, throw it in a hat, and pick out it, and whoever gets it gets to go. Uh, so did he not just, get to go the second next time? Then? Yeah, no, there hasn't been any repeat guys. Joe and I have, have went, but it's been good. Are you? Have you always been a hockey fan? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I played hockey when I was a kid, but again, it's really just talked about being part of the culture here. It's it's just an awesome thing. Um, and after every game, when they're down, you know, people saying, "Well, they didn't do this, they didn't do this." Or, been pretty impressive.
You know, they've been a resilient group. When I when I could, um, yep. They undefeated with you there, by the way. They're, they play well at home. I'd say that. Yeah, that's obviously the home games that I've been part of. They've been playing well. Certainly not because of me. I know that. <laughs> Brian, when a new staff comes in, they, and you guys did this, and everybody gets a clean slate. Everybody gets a clean slate. How much, from your experience, can that be like a lifeline for a guy who might have been buried with the last staff? Yeah, that's a good question. I don't, I don't know. Um, I think the places that I've been part of that have, you know, started out anew. I think most everybody does that. You know, you want to try to do it your way or our way, should I say, and uh, be true to you and give the guys opportunities to be themselves and you know, let them you know, either get with the program or not get with the program. And you know, sometimes it's hard as a coach not to have any preconceived notions about about whether it's players, staff, whoever it may be, because it's such a small group. But um, I think everybody should be afforded that opportunity. Coach, how, how difficult is it to go from the 90-man roster to that 53? And in the perfect world, would you rather bring the 90 with you through the season and continue working with some of those guys? Well, it's just the nature, nature of the league of, of having to release players and get down in the rules. And look, that's part of the job that that obviously I'm new to. It's it's not fun. I've I've had relationships with players when I was a position coach or a coordinator that you know you have to have conversations with, and there's only so many guys you can keep, and you, you certainly have empathy towards those players that, that give everything they got, and uh, at the end of the day, you just have to move on from them, you know, for whatever reason it is, numbers, maybe not as good as the other person in front of them, but those are tough conversations to have, you know, if you're a, a people guy because you, you appreciate the work and the effort and. The intensity that they put into their craft. Coach, on the, on the injury front, will Andrew Thomas uh, be ready for mini camp and team it up? Yeah, hope so. No red hope so. No, they're. I mean, look, the guys are still in red jerseys. We're they're rehabbing, and, and when they're ready to go, they'll be ready to go. How, Is how, Andrew on track? Because he he looked like he was laboring. Yeah, no, he's doing he's doing a good job. Everything we've asked him to do rehab wise, really all the guys, um, Pat, they're they're. They're doing what they can do, and, and when they're ready to go, they'll be ready to go. How, how else was it been having uh, Davis Webb around to help you incorporate that like culture you were talking about, and, and even your scheme and all that? Cause yeah. Familiar with how you work. Yeah, I have a great appreciation for Davis um, as a person first, but how he goes about his business. Uh, he's excellent in the meeting rooms. He's good with the, the other positions. Uh, you know, it's good to have people that know your system, no question about it. But I want him to go out there and play quarterback too, and. and you know, he has, he's bounced around a little bit in the league. Um, give him an opportunity to go out there and play. You mentioned uh, training camp a little earlier. Are you going to have joint practices and Yeah, work, working on that. Um, maybe, maybe not. That's the best answer I could give. They don't have anything concrete. Do you, do you want to? And, and what, what are the benefits of, of, of those situations? We're, we're, still, we're still talking about that. Um, I've been, again, being in the league as long as I've been, I've, I've seen it a bunch of different ways. We're just, we're not at that point yet. With Kayvon, is it something that, whatever, you know, injury he does have, is something that's going to need rehab time? Is it something that you're just kind of playing it safe with him? With, with? Yeah, well, I think, I think they're all at different spots, the guys in red jerseys. Uh, you know, knock on wood, hopefully he'll be good to go. Good to go, you mean by training camp? Yeah, hopefully. But again, I'm not going to promise anything. He may or may not.
you're not expecting him next week then be out of um, red jersey, I assume then. I'm not I'm not expecting him to be out of red jersey today. We'll just start with today. We'll see next week how it goes. There's a lot of things that can happen over the weekend. Anything else? How'd you get the cup to come in? You hear that guy behind you? Pat, you want to answer that? The NHL asked, and we said yes. Yeah. How's that? Pretty cool. I did not. No, I did not. No. Pretty cool thing to see, though. Is there anything you could take for, for this team to use lessons there, or do you just kind of want them appreciating the moment for what it is? For no, I think that you, as, as a coach or a person in this industry, you, you always – you always try to learn and grow and, and learn from different teams or different competitors. And again, what a resilient group, you know, two game sevens back to back uh, when they're down, right? Um, boy, they got off to a fast start though yesterday. Getting off to a fast start helps no matter what sport you play. You know, so. So, you, so you didn't take first year coaches are supposed to get their teams to the conference finals? I appreciate that. <laughs>